This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If at any point you want to learn more information, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And while you're at our website, head on over to our radio page. Uh, You can check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. That way you're always gonna be up to date with our latest episodes. Um, First, at this point, I'd like to welcome to the show our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? Well, never better now that I'm here on the show with my favorites, Baron and Simon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. There we always go. have a blast doing this show. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And great topics. I always manage to learn something despite myself. You guys are great. Very educational. <laughs> and I know our listeners do as well. I know that you guys hear from a lot of listeners saying they love the show. And I would encourage our listeners to give you a call and talk about maybe they could suggest topics that they want you to talk about or if they have questions or set up that complimentary consultation with you guys. Uh, but yeah, I had a great week. Uh, how about you, Simon? What are you doing? I'm doing well. I uh, actually am looking forward to the family being in town. My sister and her husband and kids are up and so is my youngest brother. So four out of five are in town. Wow. Visiting. That's fun, right? Yeah. And you probably yeah, it is. haven't seen them in a little while, right? Yeah, three of them live out of state and far out of state, so we see each other a couple times a year if oh. we're lucky, and we all get along, and we all have a great time well, together, see, that's so good. it should be a that's fun good. weekend. Not every family can say that, so uh, the fact that you're looking forward to a large family gathering is <laughs> is positive, and it shows what a great guy you are. That's, yeah, Speaking great of great guys, <laughs> Baron Fitzgerald, what's going on? Not much, buddy. Just... Uh, did a bunch of mulching last weekend, oh. and my body's still still recouping from it. So we got a little bit more to go this weekend. Wow. So hopefully by this weekend we'll be done. Wow! The, po- the positive of it though is is that even after all those muscle and aches last weekend, I went golfing, and it actually made me swing a little bit easier, which made my score a little better. Oh, so, see, it loosened you up. You I mean, I was about to give <laughs> you a hard a time. Line. The most exciting thing in your life is mulching, but uh, you, you worked in some golf. That's good. Well, you don't know how I mulch, Tony. That's <laughs> true. When he, when he says mulching, Tony, I stopped by the house and saw the pile of mulch. They must have given him enough for 10 houses. Oh, wow. You got yeah. a lot. Yeah, they they made a little bit of boo-boo, so my neighbors got it all for oh, free. Oh, wow. That's uh, handy to be your neighbor then. That's nice. Well, hey, what are we talking about today? First, Tony, let's focus on some shocking statistics about the savings habits of your average American You've likely read about numerous studies that examine how people are saving for retirement. 
or in many cases, how they're not saving for retirement. Today, we'll be discussing a few stats uh, from an April 2019 Motley Fool article titled Five Jaw-Dropping Stats About Americans' Retirement Savings. Um, You've probably heard that many Americans are behind on their retirement savings, but would you believe that a third of them have less than $5,000 saved? I mean, to me, that's just a oh, remarkable statistic. I know it's it's really it's a it's a situation that I, I mean boggles my mind. Even worse, about one in five haven't even saved anything at all. You know, this means that when these workers do start finally saving, they'll probably have to save more, and they're going to probably have to work longer than most of their peers. Well, I mean, how far behind in savings are most Americans? Well, Tony, that's a good question and not to belabor the negative, but it's funny. It's a question that I think, I don't know about Baron, but I think a number of clients each or prospective new clients come up with and ask, you know, how, how am I doing in relation to everybody else that you come across? You know, and the reality is that many of those who have been saving don't have nearly enough put away, you know, according to the article, the median household retirement savings account has a balance of only $50,000. Now that's for all households, baby boomers as a group, they're doing better. They're a little bit better off with the median savings of about 152,000. Their children, the generation X have a median retirement savings of about 66,000. And then the group with the longest time before retirement, the millennials, of just about 23,000 saved, but they are still just getting started and they have time on their side at this point. You know, Simon, that actually reminds me, my, my stepson is 25 and I'd been trying for the longest time to get him to start saving for himself now. And at first it was kind of like pulling teeth, you know, but then I left an article on his nightstand, which talked about all the benefits of starting sooner than later. And finally, it started to get him motivated. And he's been actually doing pretty well. It's still been a little bit of a struggle getting to do more, but at least he's starting. And I, I keep telling him that if he continues to to invest now and put money away, 40 years from now, he's he's literally going to be kissing my grave if he listens <laughs> to me. So, Oh, no, you're, gonna, you're still going to be around, Baron. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> uh, but that's, <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, obviously... Uh, there is a problem out there. I mean, why are so many people so behind in savings? Well, you know, there's probably many reasons out there, but one of them for sure is that some retirement savings accounts are not where they should be. And it's just that many workers are leaving money on the table. If your employee has a 401k match and you don't take full advantage of that match, you might as well just be handing them your wallet. Wow. Americans are missing $24 billion, that's billion with a B, in unclaimed matches each year. According to the uh, financial engine survey uh, cited in the article, that means that the typical employee is missing out on $1,336 free cash each year. So they're basically leaving that money themselves on the table. Yeah, I mean, that's free money that they're just not taking advantage of. Well, and it's never a good idea to leave money on the table, right? That's right, Tony. Uh, Another reason that retirement savings accounts are lacking is nearly 30% of Americans have already taken some form of withdrawal from the account. 
Um, this may be because of a hardship withdrawal. Maybe they have to pay down debt, um, an unplanned medical expense, or even paying tuition for a child or a grandchild. I mean, everyone would love to help a child or a grandchild pay for school. And, you know, if you can afford it, great. But if it's going to put your own retirement in jeopardy and put a strain on your, your own living situation, you really have to be careful. I mean, there is a reason why the airline attendant tells you to put your mask on first, then your child. While it can be tempting and sometimes understandable to consider a 401k loan, the ramifications can really just reverberate well into the future. Withdrawals hurt the growth of your retirement savings, and you also possibly could incur fees or penalties depending upon the situation. Ideally, you should have a separate emergency fund for these situations, like those that might force you to take that 401k loan. Well, how much should somebody have in an emergency fund then? Well, it's a good question. I mean, everyone's a little bit different. According to a March 2019 article entitled Emergency Cash Reserves uh, that was written from thebalance.com, you should have at least three months of living expenses in your emergency fund. That means all of your monthly expenses, which includes your mortgage or rent, you know, utilities, gas, food, everything. If, you're, if your total is roughly 2000 per month, you should ideally have an emergency fund that's around 6000 um, To me, that feels a little bit light. I usually recommend clients have ten to 20000 at a drop of a hat. Um, you know, depending upon whatever their comfort level, everybody has their own, but you know, it's kind of like that account. You have to bite the bullet because we're not making anything in those accounts, but you absolutely need to have money on hand in case of emergencies. You know, some people may feel more comfortable with having say six months of delivering expenses in the emergency fund. It's also actually a good idea to have what the article calls an opportunity fund that you can use when you know, unique opportunities present themselves, maybe for investments in the stock market or real estate venture or any other type of investment. Well, so far, I can't say I'm thrilled about these statistics you've been giving me <laughs> and giving us today. It feels like a lot of people are in poor shape when it comes to their retirement strategy. And that brings us to the article's last shocking statistic, Tony. It can be difficult to save for retirement if you don't know how much money you'll need. And in the article, 46% of Americans are simply guessing at how much they need for retirement. Only 12% of the Americans surveyed in Transamerica's most recent study have used a basic retirement calculator to determine their likely financial needs in retirement. So if you're behind on your savings, whether or not you have a savings goal, it's not too late to design a strategy. Odds are you're going to live longer than you expect, and you'll therefore incur unplanned expenses during retirement. According to Social Security Administration's, their SSA.gov website, and their life expectancy page, you can look at a man, average man's life expectancy who's turning 65 can expect to live to age 84, and a woman age 65 today can expect to live a little bit longer up until age 86 and a half. But that's just an average. Keep that in mind. Averages are averages. We talk a lot in one of our seminars about the average couple age 65. There's still a 45% chance that one of them will live past age 90 and an 18% chance that one of them will live past age 95. So you definitely have to be aware of the kind of longevity aspect in your planning. 
Yeah, obviously that's something that's really important. So not only, though, are Americans behind in savings and potentially taking loans out on what little savings they have, uh, they're also unaware then of how long they'll be living and how much they should be saving. I mean, maybe they should have named this article Frightening Statistics. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, Tony. The statistics we've been talking about discussing today about Americans' retirement savings plans can be a bit frightening, that's for sure. However, you can improve your own personal situation by creating a solid retirement strategy, increasing your savings, making some of your uh, goals to take advantage of those opportunities that are out there, like the retirement 401k employers match. Just remember that the sooner that you start improving your own strategy, the better. Don't put it off. Yeah, people keep putting it off. I I don't know why it's something that people always put off. We've all been guilty of that, but uh, that's a good point, uh, I think. So our time is almost up, though, for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break? Yeah, Tony, well, we want to thank the listeners for tuning in once again. Hopefully some of these things, if they're striking a chord, will get you to start saving, start putting together a plan. And if you're at that point where you need to do that, if you've delayed it or pushed it back a little bit, uh, we'll sit down, we'll offer a complimentary consultation, and we'll put help you put together an income plan. We've got a great uh, planning software that'll help do that, help outline visually what your goals are if you're on track. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, it's a really helpful uh, exercise to help you understand how much do I need to save to be able to live comfortably in retirement and not be worried about it. You know, sometimes we just put those things aside because we're afraid of what the answer might be, but obviously that's not the way to go and it's not going to improve the situation moving forward. So give us a call, 855-793-2409, or reach us uh, on the website at wellingtonadams.com. All right, sounds great. Listeners, stay tuned to learn more. In the next segment, we're going to transition from shocking statistics to some of those common retirement mistakes here on Financially Free Radio with Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. Welcome back, everyone, to Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. As always, if at any point you'd like to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And head on over to the radio page if you're at a website. You can check out all of our past shows. So far today, we have been talking about some shocking retirement statistics and how they're affecting different generations. Now we are going to focus. Now we are going to focus on some mistakes that can pop up when you're creating a retirement budget. Our reference for this episode, uh, this part of the episode, is another Motley Fool uh, article from 2019. This one's titled, Three Reasons You May Be Miscalculating Your Retirement Income Needs. So now let's address each reason and then look at some ways to avoid these common mistakes. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan to me. What's one of the first common retirement strategy mistakes then? Well, 
you know, you've likely been told that you need to determine your retirement expenses so you can create a retirement plan that adequately addresses them. However, accurately forecasting the future can be challenging. There are a lot of uncertainties that can pop up. You know, think about your TV weather person's plight. They often get blamed for forecasts. They often get blamed for forecasts that prove to be inaccurate. Yeah, and that's so frustrating uh, when they forecast one thing and then in reality the weather doesn't match up with the forecast. Well, Tony, it, it, it does feel like that's a regular occurrence, doesn't yeah. it? But I, I have to admit it, I'm actually, you know, the first person to think that they really don't do a good job of it. I'm always talking about how, you know, they get paid a lot of money to be right only half the time. But I actually found out, however, according to SciJinx.gov, which is an educational website, the seven-day forecasts accurately predict the weather about 80% of the time. And the five-day forecasts actually predict the weather roughly 90% of the time. Even with accuracy like that, which is you know pretty good, the audience, yourself, myself, everyone out there, we usually only just remember the wrong forecast. Yeah, true. You know, so, so much, yeah, like I said, I'll be the first to admit it. So much like a weather forecast, we find that people's personal financial forecasts are often about 80 to 90% correct. In this segment, we're going to focus on a few things that can fuel the inaccurate 10 to 20% of the forecast. So basically what you're saying there is that I should probably cut the weatherman some slack on those inaccurate forecasts. Uh, I'll think about that, but it's hard when I keep remembering (laughs) that I got soaked on that day. It was supposed to be clear. I don't even think my shoes have dried yet. (laughs) Well, you know what that's called, Tony? It's called the first common mistake mentioned by the Motley Fool. The mistake is recency bias, or the idea that it's easiest to remember the things that have happened most recently. Uh, Accordingly, when you're creating a retirement budget, many people assume that their expenses are going to be the same as they are currently, and that things um, that often change, people kind of tend to overlook. You may need to pay someone to do the work around the house that you used to handle yourself, or you may need to spend a little less on gas, but more on utilities. Because you can't predict exactly what expenses will change, it's a good idea to build in a little bit of wiggle room into your budget. Well, yeah, you want to do that extra wiggle room is always a good thing. What's the next common mistake? Well, boredom is another factor that can often affect your retirement budget. You know, During your working life, you spend likely 40 or more hours each week at work. Work is relatively inexpensive, even if you figure in the cost of commuting and the occasional business lunch, most of your time is occupied by your work responsibilities. And in retirement, those 40 plus hours now belong to you. And that's something that the soon to be retirees often look forward to. However, for some of us, it may end up leading to a little bit of extra boredom. You know, for some that's a lot of extra calendar time to fill if they don't have family in the area or hobbies that they get uh, like to do. And it's likely that you'll be spending more money filling those hours. Even if it's the hobbies and interests that are inexpensive, you may end up spending more money than you kind of initially initially expected to on those types of things. Uh, so does that mean more golfing or travel for me? <laughs> well, I don't know about Simon, but for me, it definitely means more golf. <laughs> um, 
Actually, a nerdwallet.com article from May of 2018 titled, Let's Get Real, What an Average Retirement Costs, says the average retiree household spends almost as much on entertainment as people in the 25 to 34 age bracket. And that's typically at around 200 bucks per month. That does not include food, which is going to average about $483 per month for retiree households. When you total that together, that gives you a monthly average amount of nearly $700 just for food and entertainment that retirees are spending each month in retirement. Wow. That adds up quick. I would caution you, Tony, though, to not assume that all expenditures are more than expected. In fact, according to the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics data, older households, which means households that lead by someone 65 or older, spend on average $45,756 per year or roughly $3,800 a month. That's nearly $1,000 less than the monthly average spent by all all U.S. households combined, regardless of age. So older Americans do spend less, that's a given, but it's not a question of how much they spend versus other households. Instead, it's much more about how much they spend versus what they're expected that they would have spent. So far too often, those forecasts are just too low. So if you don't have enough to cover all those expenses, you're going to have to make adjustments and give up some things that you may not necessarily really want to give up. We have one common mistake left from the article to discuss. And what's that final common mistake? Well, the final reason you may miscalculate your retirement budget is inflation. Retirees, well, most retirees, overlook accounting for future inflation when, re, um, when creating a retirement budget. The cost of a loaf of bread today obviously may only buy you a few slices 20 years from now. Perhaps your monthly utility costs are 100 bucks a month today. Due to inflation, that cost is likely going to increase just as everything else will. One thing, though, that may not increase with inflation, uh, depending upon where it's coming from, is your monthly income. So if you're not making the adjustments for inflation, your budget is going to wind up covering less and less and less. Well, and we we hear about inflation all the time, but what does it mean in reality? Can you give us an example? Well, according to the Bureau of Labor and Statistics news release back in April of 2019, the Consumer Price Index, or commonly referred to as the CPI, for all items increased 1.9% in the 12 months ending in March of 2019. Um, if you'll notice, you got almost a 2% uh, increase from Social Security because that's usually what they're basing that factor on. If you, though, assume a 2% increase every year and a 20-year retirement, you know, those utility costs that we mentioned before could rise from 100 bucks today to nearly 150 in 2039. You know, that's a big increase, and that's just in one category of your budget. Imagine how inflation is going to change your overall pictures when you, oh my gosh. Imagine how inflation is going to change your overall picture when you start accounting for all of your categories. Well, yeah, a 50% increase over 20 years could have a huge impact on any budget. Yeah, that's very true, Tony. And that's just one hypothetical example. 
but inflation is certainly impacting retirement strategies and it's often overlooked. It's also one reason that many retirees are considering working part-time when they get to their retirement years. Working in retirement can impact your budget as well. As we've mentioned before, your pensions and your social securities will likely not be growing at the same rates as inflation may be. So working part-time may help offset some of those differences and fill in that income gap. Well, and often I think of retirement as a time when uh, we no longer have to work, but you're saying that might not be true. Well, for some individuals, it might be true. However, there are many reasons some retirees continue to work. It could be that they do for social reasons or to take a job that aligns with their hobbies and entertainment. You know, these factors add to personal fulfillment as well as the additional income that might be a benefit. Well, that makes sense. It could be a way to fund or influence some leisure time as well. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps picking up a shift at the clubhouse leads to cheaper greens fees on the golf course, or ushering at the stadium allows a sports fan to attend more games and still make a little bit of extra money on the side. You know, there's volunteering opportunities at schools or museums and plenty of other options as well. Working, Tony, can be a very different experience in your retirement years. You know, Tony, I yeah. also I just wanted to chime in also. I mean, just just working maybe part time an extra one or two or three years, even to just keep busy. But just think about it on the financial side. It really can have a huge impact on your retirement for later on. Yeah. And this all certainly puts things in, in a bit of a different perspective, doesn't it? Yep, that's a great word to summarize our show today. Perspective. Uh, inflation, the cost of boredom, and rising financial expenses are just three places a retirement budget that's been built around a sunny forecast can suddenly be faced with a lot of pouring rain, as you mentioned before, when you got caught in the rain with your sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Um, working with a financial services professional may help you avoid those budgeting mistakes and find the right perspective for your financial situation. As I mentioned earlier, we truly enjoy helping people put together financial plans. It's really quite a challenge sometimes for us, which I love. Um, so just so that the client can be prepared for the unexpected forecasts that the future may bring. Yeah. And as usual, our time has just flown by. Our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share before we go? Uh, Tony, just as always, please feel free to visit our website, wellingtonadams.com. Um, you can actually get our uh, income plan complimentary if you sign up on the website, or you can even give us a call at the office either way, 855-793-2409. At Wellington Adams, we're going to provide you with information that's going to help you make sound decisions and build a retirement on that solid foundation. Also, if you have any questions about today's show, don't hesitate to give us a call. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hillier. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409. 
or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.